Good morning. It's good to be gathered here together and and sing hymns of worship. Trust your heart is tuned to praise our wonderful maker this morning. If you were like me, probably this past week, in some degree, your mind was drawn to contemplate the peace of God and the terrors of the world around us. We do well to pray and see God's face on behalf of people of the world. God's much, very much in control, and yet we don't understand all the things that are happening. Uh, it was my mind was drawn to some of the words of the psalm writer <clears throat> for a theme this morning. So we'll be looking to some verses from Psalm 16. I wasn't here last week, but uh, was able to hear the message there focusing on comfort from the scriptures. This is a little different angle this morning, but um, I want to ask the Lord to lead us as we endeavor to pursue this. Shall we pray? Father, we pause just again here to acknowledge your goodness and your mercies to us. They were able to be here in sound mind and, and body to reflect on your revelation to us through Jesus Christ and in whose name we can come boldly and with confidence and draw nigh and <clears throat> experience the blessing of the fulfillment of surrender to you to rest in you for all our needs. As we scan the horizons around us in the world, we acknowledge that great blessing in a new way this past week. We pray, Father, that your mighty hand would meet the needs of, of those hearts affected in such drastic ways that they might cry out to thee and find in thee that eternal rest in Christ. Bless our time here this morning as we look at the scriptures to draw strength and encouragement to consider our perspective and position as strangers and pilgrims here this morning. We ask it for your praise and your glory in the name of Jesus. Amen. Almost gasped Brother Lauren to lead another song. If you want to open your hymn books to number 25, I'll just have you peruse with me some of the expressions here. <clears throat> Before we do that, I would refer to Psalm 16. We'll be looking at a number of those verses there, but in verse 8, there is a, a statement made by the writer, the psalm writer, that we can consider as a challenge, as a goal this morning, when he says, I have set the Lord always before me. 
And we might think in our own hearts, well, that's a pretty bold statement. We might recognize or identify with the fact that not in every situation, every moment, have we always done that, have we? We can contemplate that in our own lives. But I had to think about that statement in light of the words of this psalm as a a key challenge and directive for us for today in the days we're living in to experience the blessing and focus of a steadfast heart and life that's able to enjoy the benefits of the Almighty in our lives in spite of what we may see around us or experience. The hymns of this, or the words of this hymn came to my mind and I just thought it, it sort of encapsulates that which is in mind, the mind and heart of those that set the Lord always before them. Bless, O my soul, the living God. There is an acknowledgement of the position of God, the the existence, the position, the the person of God. And, and, you know, my heart was touched as I've read and heard and the, the unity that is in the Ukrainian people as a whole and how they... In their, own, in their own way and in their own heartache, they cry out in their own tongue, Slava Ukraina, glory to Ukraine. And I had to think, yes, there is an inspirational aspect of their unity, but how much should our hearts long for them to be able to say glory to God? to trust in him in the face of such horror, in the face of such torment. What would our perspective be this morning if we were being hunted like rabbits? In essence, the uncertainty. Bless, O my soul, the living God, call home thy thoughts that rove abroad. Let all the powers within me join in work and worship so divine. Blessed my soul, the God of grace, his favors claim the highest praise, thy highest praise. Why should the wonders he hath wrought be lost in silence and forgot? Tis he, my soul, that sent his son to die for crimes which thou hast done. He owns the ransom and forgives the hourly follies of our lives. Here again, that... For those that set the Lord always before them, there is that continual acknowledgement of the redemptive work of Christ. Let every land his power confess. Let all the earth adore his grace. My heart and tongue with rapture join in work and worship so divine. Found those words challenging this morning. Here in this psalm, David is expressing 
his desire, his confidence, his trust in God to be preserved, to be protected. And I want to just read beginning in verse 1 um, in Psalm 16. Preserve me, O God, for in thee do I put my trust. O my soul, thou hast said unto the Lord, Thou art my Lord. My goodness extendeth not to thee, but to the saints that are in the earth, and to the excellent in whom is all my delight. Their sorrows shall multi be multiplied that hasten after another God. Their drink offerings of blood will I not offer, nor take up their names into my lips. The Lord is the portion of mine inheritance, and of my cup thou maintainest my lot. The lines are fallen unto me in pleasant places, yea, I have a goodly heritage. I will bless the Lord who hath given me counsel, and my reins also instruct me in the night seasons. I have set the Lord always before me, because he is at my right hand, I shall not be moved. Therefore my heart is glad, and my glory rejoiceth. My flesh also shall rest in hope. For thou wilt not leave my soul in hell, neither wilt thou suffer thine holy one to see corruption. Thou wilt show me the path of life, in thy presence is fullness of joy. At thy right hand there are pleasures forevermore. Interestingly enough, there's scattered through the Psalms the the sprinkling of the prophetic words regarding our Lord here in the last part of this psalm. But as we think of this mindset that we so often see in, in David's life and experience, I think it's one that we do well to, to be blessed by and to, to emulate his level of confidence and trust in God in the things that are beyond his ability to uh, control. I won't read it all, but I'll just refer you to Psalm 34. Um, is another psalm of praise, but it's it's a blessing of David, <clears throat> blessing his Creator. Acknowledging his undoneness, acknowledging his smallness. And um, so many times our needs are met through not us becoming bigger men or women, but us having a bigger God. Us understanding the greatness of our God. How many times have we read of David? I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. Verse 9 says, O fear the Lord, ye his saints, for there is no want to them that fear him, no lack, no, no insufficiency. For those that are resting in, in a surrendered heart before him, sometimes, you know, we, we go through these battle zones and we find ourselves... Uh, experiencing the dust of, of conflict, of pride, of whatever may be involved. But when that dust settles and the tears of repentance fall, there is a peace that passeth understanding. That is where, dear ones, we want to walk. Heard some questions echoed 
<clears throat> rightly so, I forget which day it was, the other evening there was reports going out of um, the alleged attack or attack on a nuclear power plant there, the greatest, the largest one in Europe. And, you know, it makes us ponder, what is the time? What are the times and the seasons? What can change so rapidly? And yet, in whom better can we trust? David said here in Psalm 34, Come, ye children, hearken unto me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord. goes on to say the eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous and his ears are upon their open unto their cry. And so he's bringing out some things here that he that reflect into the text verse of of having set the Lord always before me. Because he is at my right hand, I shall not be moved. There is stability, there is confidence, there is refuge in that regard, um, in such a deep way, when we think of that challenging statement that David wrote, I have set the Lord always before me. We would likely say we haven't always, but we can see the virtue and the, the challenge, the call of blessing to, to purpose in our hearts to do that every day, every hour. It changes the perspective we go forth with in life. The purpose behind it. In that words of that hymn, it talked about in our work and worship. And we've talked about that correlation of, of what our focus is, our, our goals, our, our dedication to what we apply ourselves to is a part of our worship expression. This morning here in Psalm 16, I want to consider with you just a few areas that as we set the Lord, as we seek to set the Lord always before us and the stability that it brings, the steadfastness, the blessing into our life and experience, um, there are a number of ways that we can be reminded of, of that and um, one of the elements of our life around us that impacts how we process things is how we view the world around us. Who created it? The wonders of it. And um, the grandeur of the work of creation. Just turning a page over, we have these familiar verses. The heavens declare the glory of God and the firmament above showeth his handiwork. Day unto day uttereth speech and night unto night showeth knowledge. There is no speech nor language where their voice is not heard. There in Psalm 19, a reminder of God's glory and his knowledge and, and the marvels of it. And sometimes we... We marvel to a degree at what man has been able to do, and yet we fail to 
we need to remember that man is of dust. All that he is able or allowed to accomplish comes through the hand of the Creator. In um, Romans, the aspect of creation is brought out there, but I want to look at the verse 20 there in Romans 1. How often do we fail to to make um, application of the fact of the elements of creation are such able witnesses in helping us to maintain our focus of the Lord being set before us. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Those that can turn and forget God. For us, who have set the Lord before us, it is a source of, of focus, of blessing. I found it interesting. I looked that word up here in this verse. It says, I have set. That word set is, it wasn't in a way quite as descriptive as I had hoped it would be. <laughs> Sometimes we kind of envision what it might be saying in the original, but but it meant to put on the level, put on the same level as you, as I understood it, to put it where it's in front of us. You know, um, recently someone noticed mentioned that there's a crack in the in the uh, sheetrock here in the church, and I found it interesting that. You know, I sit up front and I don't look up that high and and uh, it's there, but it doesn't catch my attention because it's not in front of me like someone else. To be able to enjoy the blessings that, that David experienced, we need that focus. We need to behold all of life in view of our Lord. I have set the Lord always before me. <clears throat> that can happen as a part of that as we contemplate God's creation. The settings of nature are welcoming backdrops for times of meditation and prayer as well. Look in the Old Testament, we have examples of that. Isaac going out into the field to meditate. Jesus would go to the mountain to pray and we need to be going and doing those things and, and entering into those settings that help us to see the hand of God before us. Most of all this morning, it, I need not tell you, but to set the Lord always before us, the greatest element of that revelation comes right here. The Word. 
the word, speaking, revealing, reminding us. of the person of God, the attributes of God, the depravity, the fall of man. It is through God's word, through the the law and the prophets, through the, the revelation of our Lord Jesus Christ, his teaching and his further revelation through the apostles and the word is set forth to bring illumination into our lives and hearts. And it is through that focus ever before us that we see His power, we see His divinity, we see His glory. And we come to know Him, to trust Him and cry, Abba, Father. And so that's all a process. Each one of us must go through and arrive at and here this morning you know to each of us but to those dear young ones here that are entering the level of understanding age of accountability may god bless you as you seek him and never forget that he is looking for your praise he is looking for your blessing to come to him for what he has offered to you and me First Corinthians chapter two, verses 19 or nine through 12. I want to read here. What has he offered us? But as it is written, I hath not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. But God hath revealed them unto us by his Spirit, for the Spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. For what man knoweth the things of a man, save the Spirit of man, which is in him, which is in him? Even so, the things of God knoweth no man but the Spirit of God. Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. To set all the Lord always before us is to understand and hear and seek that direction, that blessing of the Spirit of the Almighty. Not only of the future, it says in verse 9, the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. But it's also in the present, brothers and sisters and dear ones, this morning there is nothing more beautiful than to know and to love and to pursue our lives and surrender to him. We need that leading of His Spirit to work His work in us, to cleanse us, to continually wash us, to purify us. And um, one of the hymns I had read over recently reminded reminded us of the follies of, of our own 
sinfulness, even in Christ, our apart from Him, our our works would be filthy rags, but in Him we can say, Praise be to God. God's revelation. I want to, since we're using Psalm uh, 16 here this morning, let's go to Psalm 119. There's a number of verses here that that build on that concept of David's dependence on the Word of God. Psalm 119, uh, 92 to begin with. The writer writes, Unless thy law had been my delights, I should have should then have perished in my affliction. I will never forget thy precepts, for with them thou hast quickened me. I am thine, save me, for I have sought thy precepts. Such an understanding of true blessing in life as we consider his reflection. Then over in... Uh, Across the page, I'm not sure how your Bible's laid out there, but the familiar verse, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. The word of God is, is a revelation, is something that we can hold forth and bless others with for its purpose in revealing God's will, God's love, and His mercy to us, but also His will for us. Not only for us, but to extend it to, to those around us. Set the Lord before us, always. How do we do that? We do that through the revelation that comes to us through the Word. Um, also, it happens through our connection in the spirit of prayer. I uh, was blessed as I pondered some of the words of a very familiar hymn. What a friend we have in Jesus. Talks about our avenue of access um, to come to Him. And then sometimes in life, in the midst of the, the unexpected, the unimaginable, Yes, there are trials and temptations, and we can say that this morning we are so blessed. Could we confess any troubles when we look at some peoples they're facing today? Yes, we have troubles. We should never be discouraged. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Here again, the testimony of, of, uh, of a refuge, a fellowship, in that avenue of prayer um, for our own needs, for on behalf of others, as a part of setting the Lord always before us. Two other New Testament scriptures I want to look at here regarding prayer. Philippians 4. preceding a very familiar verse, verses 6 and 7.
verse 8. I didn't have in mind to read, but I may. The, the efficacy of prayer in maintaining a proper focus and perspective in life. Be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Here again, that, that desire and ability to place our needs, our cares in God's hand is able to work a peace that is beyond the world's ability to understand when we can rest, when we can know with the confidence, not void of the effects of those things perhaps in our lives always, but with steadfast confidence that, that he is able to keep us our hearts and our minds, all of our needs in Christ Jesus. Then he goes on to say, Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of a good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Key elements laid out in the scriptures to help us to set the Lord always before us. One other aspect of, of our lives that we sometimes take for granted. But there is, even in David's descriptions through his writings in the Psalms, there are elements of expression of fellowship, of relating to those that also shared a perspective of honoring and serving God. And to set the Lord before us always includes our ability to rejoice in fellowship. Strength comes from assembling ourselves together. And I won't take the time to go there, but in Ecclesiastes, there are a number of verses there that talk about the benefits of being together uh, the strengthening of, of efforts, the, the warmness that comes from a close bond of, of two, the strength of a three, uh, three uh, triple cord bound together adds strength and so forth. Um, we can encourage each other. We can lift each other up. And, um, and yet... Sometimes because of our lack of complete trust in God and each other, how often have we not been open and not fully surrendered to the point that we could just be open with each other. And so we miss that blessing in those situations of... Um, that may be there if we avail ourselves of them. The need for daily exhortation. 
How am I? How are you this morning? Are you one of those that doesn't appreciate being given a suggestion for a change, a better course in life, being encouraged? Uh, you know, sometimes people are take a different perspective on things, but um, what one may consider a word of encouragement, another one would consider none of your business. That's mine, the spirit of, of God that he can minister to our needs. He warns us of that here in Hebrews 3, <clears throat> verse 12. Take heed, brethren, lest there be in, in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God, but exhort one another daily while it is called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. Valuable words to remind us of the need, the blessing to set the Lord always before us in our lives, in our pursuits, in all that is undertaken. Knowing that <clears throat> depending upon His plan for our lives and the world around us all the things that we put energies into need to be surrendered to him because we don't know if we'll be called to give them up to walk away from them as many are calling being called to do in a very literal way with their material belongings and relationships and families as a result of war. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24, very familiar passage, and I think we enjoy a lot of these blessings. It says, And let us consider one another to provoke unto love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. When our hearts are truly hungry, we will more quickly gather for worship than finger foods. I enjoy finger foods. I enjoy fellowship meals. But I believe my statement is correct. And I'm okay with them being used to simultaneously together. But just in, in clarifying that which constitutes the Lord being set always before us, what does it mean? We look back in the early church and it was the source of their strength, of their function in ministering to the needs of the body <clears throat> and to those around them when they were called to go and, and preach and minister the word. We'll take the time to look at a couple of those verses here from Acts. Acts 4. 
23 and following. And being let go, they went to their own company and reported all that the chief priests and elders had said unto them. And when they had heard that they lifted up their voices to God, their voice to God, and with one accord and said, Lord, thou art God, which has made heaven and earth and the sea and all that in them is, who by the mouth of thy servant David has said, Why did the heathen rage and the people imagine vain things? The kings of the earth stood up and the rulers there gathered together against the Lord and against his Christ. For of a truth against thy holy child Jesus, whom thou hast anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate with the Gentiles, and the people of Israel were gathered together, for to do whatsoever they, thy hand and thy counsel determined before to be done. And now, Lord, behold their threatenings, and grant unto thy servants that with all boldness they may speak thy word, by stretching forth thine hand to heal, and that the signs and wonders may be done by the name of thy holy child, Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And they spake the word of God with boldness. The beauty of the leading of the Spirit, the presence of the Spirit in our hearts, in our minds, the person of Jesus Christ being molded into our person. We take on that image. We respond as he would want us to for his blessing, for his praise. And in the days in which we find ourselves, dear ones, I think it is a a true privilege we have to to set the Lord always before us with confidence of David. And uh, may you find in him adequate, more than adequate, strength and abundance for the days to come, the week to come. We think about abundance. For there to be abundance, there's a very close relationship to that element of abiding. And uh, we see that very clearly brought out in those verses there in Psalm 16. So may God bless us. Shall we have a song?